Hello, I'm Robert Hoffman. And I'm Chris Panico. And this is No Nonsense Storytime, a podcast where we just, we get rid of nonsense from storytime. That's what we do. Yep. It's an apt name. We've been I doing say. it for a while. Yeah, this is episode just... 15. 15, oh it's my god. It's a nice god. round number. Man, we're getting old. I know. Especially you, you're getting old. I, well, I was you old. Are, you're old. Yeah. You're very old. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you, Bobby. Speaking of old... This episode, we're going to be doing um, The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein, a book yeah. about a tree, and some trees are very old. Some trees are very old. Some trees, Bobby, are less old, okay? Yeah, some of them. Not all trees are very old. No, not, no. And I am not as old as most trees. Most trees are I think that's old. a fair statement. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> right? Oh, well. Most trees? I don't, well... I'm I'm thinking, what's the, I mean, how many trees die really quickly? I'm talking about trees that are on the planet right now. I'm not talking about every tree that's ever grown. No, no, okay, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying right now on the planet, maybe there's a bunch of little baby trees that aren't going to make it. You know, maybe the, maybe, I don't know what kind of... I feel like that doesn't count as a tree. Why does it start being a tree? When it's big enough to look like a tree. Okay. I, right. You can look at something and you'll know if it's a tree or not, Bobby. That's not true. That, That's not true at all. What are you ever confused about okay, if it's a tree I'm, or not? I'm confused about, the, you know, like little, sometimes little plot, potted plants. Yeah, those aren't those trees. little potted trees, and I don't know whether they call them a tree or not. They're not, then it's not a tree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand your confusion. Whatever. Anyway. What about a sapling? That's a type of tree. It's like a baby. A baby what? I guess it's a baby tree. Thank you. Whatever, Bobby. I would still say that I am younger than most trees. I think you're right. I'm just not 100% on that side. All right. Well, I'll have to do more research on trees. We'll we'll look into it after the episode. That's what we always do. Yeah, we always... We fact check afterwards. Yeah. Now, um, this book is by Shel Silverstein. I guess I'll do a quick little recap. No, no, let's uh, talk about Shel Silverstein. What kind of facts do you know? Oh, yeah. Well, I know some facts. Okay, me too. Two facts? I said me too. Oh, oh, I thought you said give me two. Give me two. Come on. Fine, I will. He was expelled from music school um, in Chicago. Yeah, because he had bad grades. Is that why he got expelled? Yeah. I didn't actually know that. Yeah. You have to have really bad grades to get expelled for it. Uh Yeah. Like, wow. I thought he probably did something really bad. Maybe he did bad stuff, too, and then they just wanted him out of there, and, you know. Could be. I don't know. Did you know that he wrote A Boy Named Sue? I did. He wrote over 800 songs. Yeah, he has two Grammys. Had two Grammys? Crazy. Yeah. I I had no idea that he had any sort of musical career at all. Me neither. Until today. Minutes ago, when I looked stuff up, <laughs> <laughs> you, I've been researching Bobby. Yeah, um, that's crazy though. I know that's a song I know, and that's I like I, not what he's known for. I know, I know. Who are these people who get to be so good at at least two things? It's uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's not how I knew him. I knew him from you know, Where the Sidewalk Ends yeah, and A, a Light in the ends. Attic, I think. Well, I, yep, those two books. Those are, um, I love those books as a kid. Yeah, they're so great. And they're great as adults, still. Like, there are a lot of poems oh, in yeah. those that are still really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you got any any more Silverstein facts? Yeah, he, he wrote for Playboy. Did you know that? I did. He, was, he, he traveled was a the world. Playboy staff member. Mm-hmm. 
which is really interesting. It is. He's he's done it all. Yeah, he really has. Um, I think he has a a Golden Globe for something, for or an Academy Award. It might have been. I didn't. I don't recall what it was for. Mm. But it was in addition to his two Grammys. This guy. <sighs> Whatever, Shell. Whatever, this Uncle guy. Shelby. He wrote his Uncle Shelby sometimes. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. Cool. Um, if y'all don't know, Bobby and I use the same resource yeah. <laughs> when we do this. I no, I use different stuff this time. You did? Yeah. I looked up Shell Silverstein facts. <laughs> That's, That's literally what I did. Oh. Alright, we use the same resource. We're not scholars. No. We never said we were. Nope. Anyway, I think I'm ready to do a recap now if yeah, you're ready go, to hear it. Go ahead. Alright, so... The book starts off with a little boy in a tree, and he loves this tree so much. They play together, he collects the apples, he he gathers up the leaves, and they spend, you know, most of his childhood together. He carves, you know, like, me and me loves the tree, and a little heart, or me and tree, whatever. And then he gets a little older, and he spends less time there. Starts um, having some, some romantic encounters nearby. Um... And eventually he comes back and the tree is like, oh man, come play with me, little boy. And the little boy's like, I I don't want to do that. I want money. So the tree gives him his apples to go sell. Then he's gone for a long time, comes back, still doesn't want to play. He wants a house because that's how you get a wife and kids, by having a house. So he takes the branches from the tree and builds a house. He's gone for a long time. He comes back and now he's old. And he wants a boat to sail away, as most old people do. <laughs> so she offers him her trunk, and he cuts her trunk down and builds a boat and presumably sails away. And he comes back later, and she's the tree, is, is the she in this case. She's sad that she doesn't have anything else to give, and she's just a stump. And he says, you know what, I just want to sit. So he sits on the stump. And that's the end. Yep. Good recap. Thank you. Good story. Thank you. What do you want to tell us about it? Um... So, it's I don't know if I even want to say there's a moral, per se, as much as I think the intent behind the story is just to sort of introduce kids to being mindful about nature and about how, how we just take things from the earth, mm-hmm. you know? Because I don't see this book as sort of, this is the way you should behave. I see it as sort of, this is what happens. And it's like a way for you as a kid to process like, oh, we get all this stuff from trees. And then it sort of translates to your life. Like, like um, you know, I get all this stuff from my parents. Mm-hmm. I get all this stuff from my teachers, from my friends, whatever. It just sort of introduces kids to mindfulness yeah. and, and being thankful for things and how much you should take and all that yeah Yeah, i agree i agree i think the tree plays um some type of mother figure as well yeah you could read it more about that relationship Mm -hmm. than uh, a man and nature relationship i I think uh it's it's kind of the it's the same type of like it's the same type of relationship relationship yeah Mm -hmm. i agree i agree um, and I know a lot of people are not big fans of the book because of, you know, the, like, selfish nature of the boy to just keep taking. Mm-hmm. When, um, 
I like it because, as you said, it's just the reality. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's not a great reality, but it's kind of what it is. Right. Yeah, I don't think... I mean, I remember this story from when I was a kid. Yeah. And my take on it wasn't... Def- was, definitely wasn't, oh, wow, how great for the tree. <laughs> you yeah, know? Right. Like, <laughs> so when people say they have a problem with this book, it just sort of confuses me. Because I think it's very effective... In showing kids, you know, I don't think it paints a picture where this is the way you should do it, which is what I think a lot of people accuse it of. I think it paints a picture of, wow, don't you feel bad for this tree? You know, the tree is happy at the end in the story. So I think that definitely gives people a reason to to feel that way. But It's sad that it's happy. Yes, exactly. And it feels sad that it's happy. It's not a happy ending. It doesn't feel like one. I don't think it feels like one to kids either. Right. It also kind of shows that for all of the things that the boy took from him, didn't actually, like, bring him the happiness he was looking for. Right. Still needed things at the end, Mm -hmm. even when the tree had nothing else to give but a stump to sit on. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's... I think that just makes it a little more sad. Yeah. But... That's a, that's a little more in depth of an analysis than we might usually. You're right, do. you're right. We're that was a bunch of nonsense right there. Yeah. So let's. Um, I was surprised, and you said this about the last book, I think. When I initially was going to read it, I was like, "There's not a whole lot of nonsense in this book." I, su- I said that about Hansel and Gretel. Oh, Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. That's right. So a little bit while, yeah. a little a while, a little while ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I found that there are a lot of details in this book that really don't make any sense. Yes, I agree. At all. I agree. I I found the same thing. Um, One thing, and I guess it's not unrealistic. I guess it could happen, but we got to figure out what what the story is. This boy, through his entire life, continues to come back to this tree and just ask for stuff. Right. You know. It's pretty weird. Like, as a... As a grown adult, Mm -hmm. it's like, do you have a house? No, that's why he comes to the tree. No, 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 no. He comes to the tree. No, what I mean is... I thought you were talking to the adult. I understand now. Move on. Let's move forward. What kind of grown adult thinks a tree might have a house? That's that's true. makes no sense at all. He does specifically ask, do you have a house I could have? Yeah. First of all, if if the tree has a house, how's a tree going to give you the house? Like, do you just own a house somewhere that's not here? Do you just... <laughs> right, I don't... I have no have idea. Have you invested in real estate? I have no idea. So this... Into... <laughs> there, for some reason, this character, um, the boy, does not understand, like, a tree's relationship with the world <laughs> at all. doesn't understand a tree. <laughs> yeah. Um, the tree also talks... So that's true. That might be a a a bigger heading of mm-hmm. something we should work yeah, through first. So, yeah, I think uh those two things are caused by the same thing. Okay. Um and I think we get a hint about what that thing is when the boy comes back and asks for a house. Okay. okay. What do you mean? Well, for, first of all, do we have any nonsense before that? I don't think so. Other than the dialogue that he has with the tree, right. there are some pictures where the tree looks like it's reaching its, yeah, its branches little, out. Yeah, that's a little weird. 
Could just be the wind. Could just be the wind. You know, yeah. A, a, a picture is, you know, it's a freeze frame. It could, as long as that yeah. is physically possible. It's worth a thousand lies. That's what they say. <laughs> Pictures <laughs> worth a thousand lies. It's true. Um, yeah. So uh, aside from that, cool. This boy. I mean, he comes out every single day to this tree. Mm-hmm. I think that's as I a think that's reasonable. child that makes right, sense. Yes. I had a tree that I played with similarly. Uh-huh. Did it? Did you ever ask it for a house? No. No. I See, didn't. that right there's the kicker. Anyway, when this boy asked the tree for a house, what does the, the tree say? It says, no, I don't have a house. Yeah, it says the, the forest is my house. The forest is my house. Um, You're right. Sorry, I forgot. It's okay. But then the tree says, you can cut off my branches and make a house. Right. Um, what kind of house are you making? You're going to make a whole house out of the branches of one tree? It would be a terrible house. It's not going to be big enough. No, or strong enough. Right. So, what that tells me is that this is not a normal tree. Perhaps not a tree at all. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. If it is a tree, it's enormous for just the branches alone to be able to construct a whole house for this kid to live in. That's true. That's true. So, I think there's something else going on. I don't think it's a tree. I don't think, right, I don't think it could be an enormous tree because... It's a reasonable ratio between the tree and the boy, mm-hmm. you know. Unless the bo- boy's enormous too, I don't. Right. I don't think that makes sense though. Yeah. I, so it's not a tree. No, it's not a tree. What is it? It's something that can produce house building materials. Right. A lot of them, for its size. Right. Is it a three D printer? <laughs> It's something like that for sure. Is that possible? It's some well, okay. A three D printer can't talk to you, right? Not yet. You can't climb it as a kid. It's something that's gonna be there for the whole the kid's whole life. Mm-hmm. Um You can make a boat out of it. And then it's buoyant. Oh man. Yeah, it's buoyant. And that gives us a hint towards the material. <laughs> At the very end, it's just a stump, Mm -hmm. but it's still talking to him. Yeah. So whatever part of it talks is in the stump. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or is underground. Yeah, what if it's not the tree talking? Right. What if something else is talking? That's what I'm thinking. I think that makes more sense. Yeah. Because... I mean, we know a tree can't talk, but I can't think of what it would be other than a tree. Like, what's buoyant? Oh, rafts are buoyant, but Raft, yeah. they don't look like trees at all. Right. Um, you can. I still think you can make a case for the three D printer, but it would be very unusual for it to look like a tree mm-hmm. and, you know, be Ooh. chopped down and still function. Oh, here's an idea. So let's say this boy grew up talking to a tree, Mm -hmm. like actually talking to it, and it talked back. Yeah. And as a little kid, you, you, you know, see a tree talking to you and, um, you just believe it. You believe it's real. Yeah. And so you grow up and the delusion kind of stays with you because year after year, this tree keeps talking to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you you just keep believing it, mm-hmm. and nothing has ever proving it wrong. 
So as an adult, you still believe a tree talks to you. So something, when he's a kid, is is making this tree talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think it is? Oh, man. I don't know. It's I something mean, that's going to be there his whole life. Right. That's crazy. It, I mean, my first thought had been, uh, what could live on the under a tree? You know, like a, a mole or a raccoon yeah. or Also something. things that don't talk. Right. Also things that don't talk. So that can't be it either. And I don't think it makes sense to, you know, come up with like some genetically engineered raccoon that can talk and lives under the tree. There's a whole pile of stuff that I don't think we need to deal with. All right. Here's a thought. What if we have, what if we have, okay, follow me on this. We have this kid's parent. Let's say this kid's mother, because the tree has a, has a female voice, right? Mm -hmm. Like we think of it as, as a. Yeah, I believe a feminine. I believe it's referred to person. as she. Right. So let's say this this boy's mother has hooked up like a speaker system, you know, mm-hmm. like a, like a walkie-talkie baby monitor kind of thing to this tree because the kid always goes out and plays with the tree. Right. Let's say this kid gets to an age where he's like, "Yeah, mom, I'm not really. I don't want to listen to you anymore because I want to do go do kid stuff and think about kid stuff." So the mom gets smart and says, oh, you know who that boy's definitely going to listen to? is that tree he loves to play with. <laughs> so she sets up like a speaker system and pretends to be the tree. Okay. So, so like she can like receive. Intel? Intel, affection through this tree, you know, yeah, instead of live vicariously son. through the live tree. Live vicariously through the tree, through the tree, get the love from her son that she uh, yeah. wants. So I... Keep them safe. I can get behind that. 90%. Mm-hmm. We see this boy come back as a very old man. Right. It does not stand to reason that his mom is still alive at that point. Yeah. Well, I so... think I figured that out. Oh, okay. Just, yeah, I think I You're figured ready? that out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> what is... so the kid's mom, she gets really old, right? Um, And then the kid, you know, the kid's an adult. Um, and he wants to get a house and have a family. Right. Um, and so he, he has this, his, uh, does he get, does he have a wife later? I think he has a wife. Um. Am I wrong? He asks for a house so that he can get a wife and kids. Yeah. So he doesn't have a wife and kids at so that point. So at that point, he's very specifically trying to get a house for his wife. Who's not fun, his, well, he doesn't have a wife yet. Not his wife yet. Right. But there is someone he wants to be his wife. And she wants him to have a house. This is what she does. She goes to his mom. He's <laughs> pretty old now. Right. And she says, your son just is so bad. Like, he's just... He's <laughs> the worst. He can't do anything. He doesn't understand how to get a house. He doesn't... He doesn't... No, he can't do anything. And then his mom goes, well, here's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, and so she's like... Oh my gosh, do you still have the equipment? Do you, where's the tree? And so mom sets her up. She becomes <laughs> the tree. Up. She becomes the tree. <laughs> oh man, it's perfect. I just saw this. This reference might be really silly and not make any sense. I just saw this as an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond <laughs> from like the early 2000s, the late 90s, <laughs> where, where Marie had this ripped up and then Deborah is like, 
I need help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she would be like, well, there is something I did. And then, like, laugh track. And then it cuts yeah. to. There are a to lot Ray, of laugh tracks in the 90s. Ray going out and just, like, he's got his hands in his pocket. He's, like, shuffling towards the tree. It's like, oh, this is going to be so dumb. Yeah. It's like, oh, tree. And the tree talks to him. <laughs> Starts freaking out. Yeah. That would be good. It's a little out there for that show, but. Yeah, but I like it. It convinced me that that's what, what you're saying is right. That's what happens. That's right. Definitely. Um, And I guess that, that could sort of explain why he so grossly misunderstands how trees and the rest of the world works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I suppose. Um, It still feels like a long shot that he'd be like, maybe I'll go to this tree and it'll give me a house. Yeah, well, this is grown man. He's just really dumb. He just doesn't know. He is very dumb. He, that a- might just I be, mean, yeah. he asked a tree for a house, you know? Yeah. We know he's dumb. We yeah. know, regardless of what the story is, that's true. Right. And that does, you can chalk a lot up to just being dumb. Yeah. So we got this dumb, dumb boy. Um, and he grew up thinking this tree could talk. Right, that didn't do him any favors. He never found out it couldn't. That's the problem here. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else that is nonsense in this book? Um. I don't know. Because most of it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Right? Besides the whole talking tree and everything, it's, uh, it's kind of what happens, you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, you can take tree apples from a tree. You can cut down a tree and make a boat out of it. Yeah. You can sit on a stump. I've tried it. Did it work? It did. Nice. It wasn't the comfiest. No. But it worked. Mm -hmm. I've sat on a stump before. How was it? I think I probably sat on a stump after reading this book. You know what I mean? When I was a kid. Really? I just remember as a kid thinking a stump was such a cool place to sit. And then when you sit on one, it's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel great. Yeah. Gotta be a perfect stump. Yeah, a lot of the like stumps polished, you know. One of the stumps I had were angled. Yeah, or they have like splinters poking up where your butt's mm-hmm. gonna go. Yep, you don't want that. No. no. You know, what I just thought of what? What if the part with the boat? Even even the part of the house is just like his wife being like, "Man, I would love to have a boat." But I don't want to pay for it. Like we don't, we don't have the money for a boat, right? So I'm just gonna trick this guy into building a boat. <laughs> Much easier than just asking to build a boat. Well, yeah, because if you say, um, I know we could buy a boat, but would you just build it instead? He's gonna be like, No, I'm not gonna build a boat. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but if the tree tells him to build a boat, then it's well, you know, well, he asks for a boat. That's true, right? So the tree didn't tell him to build a boat. He said, I want a boat. Yeah, so but the tree says you could cut down my trunk and build the boat. Remember, this is his wife talking. So she's... No, 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 no. I know that. But he asks for a boat before the tree says that. You know, he yeah. comes and he's like, I want a boat to sail far away. Right. Yeah, no, no. Okay, so I, it's not like... That's what I'm saying. She doesn't say build a boat. Instead, she says, oh... Well, instead of buying a boat, why don't you go ask the tree oh, why don't you go? for okay. a boat? And then he asks the tree, and the tree says, just build one out of me. 
Right. You know? Sneak. I got you, I got you. Yeah. This um poor gaslit man. Yeah. For his whole life. The gaslighting tree. <laughs> I already used that in in the Charlie and the Chocolate oh, Factory. Oh, that's right. That's what would have been so good. Yeah, I'll find a different one in yeah. here. We've said lots of we've said some funny things. The unforgiving tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really good. I like that one. Um, cool. It was a short one, but I think we figured the, yeah. the big thing out. Yeah, we got that nonsense out. Um, so we need we need some new morals for this. Yeah, new message, new takeaway. Um, do you have one that you're chopping at the bit for? Um, you know, you want to speak through authority. I like that. The tree being the authority. Right. Speak with authority, I guess, is kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. This is specifically using somebody else's voice to get what you want done. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think you could still get the lesson out of it that when you want to say something, you have to find a way to come at it from a place of authority if you want people to listen to you. Yeah. Makes sense. People need to trust you, you know? It's not just... You can't just nag somebody into caring about something. They have to trust you and trust your opinions. That's true. I would say um, bad parenting can make dumb kids. Yeah. Dumb kids can make good husbands. (laughs) 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 Thanks for listening to No Nonsense Storytime. I'm Chris Panico. And I'm Robert Hoffman. Join us next week as we kick off our holiday season with The Polar Express by Chris Van Allsburg. All aboard! <laughs> I wish yeah. I could do a Tom Hanks impression, because I would. Yeah. That was my... Did you not think that sounded just like Tom Hanks? Do it again? No. no <laughs> okay, I then I didn't. Was, no, it wasn't actually. Um, anyway, if you want to uh, send us emails at nonsensestorytime.gmail.com Feel free if you want to like us on Facebook. That would be great. If you want to leave a review, leave some stars for us. Uh, that would all be great. Check us out. Spotify. Um, pod. So what's the yep. other ones? Uh, Castbox, Castbox, Stitcher, Google, Stitcher Play, Google Play, iTunes. iTunes. What? Um, There's none that start with pod? I don't think so. Pod. A lot of places where you pod can get time. podcasts. Um, Podcast app. We have a few Christmas books lined up. Bobby yes. and I both celebrate Christmas. But we don't celebrate Hanukkah, and if anyone has a Hanukkah book or some other holiday for this month that we might be missing, that they really want us to do, just send us an email and we'll find a way to fit it in. Yeah, we'll do it. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye.